Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 58, Rectocil Prolapse After Giving Birth. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, my friend. Thank you for coming to hang out on this week's podcast episode. Now, maybe when you saw this week's topic, you thought, what? (laughs) What is this? What are we talking about? Because honestly, most of the time on this podcast, I talk about topics that are very well known by many and, and experienced by so many. And this is one that is not that well known, but it actually is more common than you think. Now, I do have a helper today for my podcast episode. Her name is Anna, and she is from The Nurtured Bee. She has been a great supporter on my Instagram and just in general for many years. And she was so kind to agree to record this podcast episode for me. And in large, she is a regular mama like you. And I just thought that her story was so relatable. And honestly, like I said, this topic is not one that's really well known. I would not even say that this topic is an area of my expertise because we're going to get really specific today and talk to talk about a rectocil prolapse and what the heck that is, what the heck that means. But there will be pieces of this episode that you can apply to not only your pregnancy, but also your postpartum period. Um, even if you do not have a rectocil prolapse, because we're going to tie it in to pelvic for physical therapy and every single pregnant person out there (laughs) can benefit from some pelvic floor physical therapy. So before you, you know, turn this off and skip to the next podcast episode, you're going to want to hear Anna's story. I'll definitely will leave time for her. And I also want to break down this topic a little bit more for you. Because like I said, this is something that's common, but it's not something that we hear a lot about. So again, what this is called is a rectocil prolapse. That's a really big word, but basically it just means the tissue wall between the rectum and the vagina weakens. Now that's a problem. We don't want that tissue wall between your rectum and your vagina to weaken. Now, how does this get weakened? Um, A really common way is childbirth because childbirth, giving birth, puts a lot of pressure on that tissue wall and it can lead to a rectocil. 
Now, some symptoms include a soft bulge of the tissue in the vagina that may or may not go all the way through. But most of the time, you know that you're having an issue with this when you have difficulty having a bowel movement. And that's what Anna is going to explain today in her story. Some people will also have pain during sexual intercourse. But um, for Anna, it was more with having a bowel movement that she realized that, hey, something is not right here and something is um, needing to be addressed. (laughs) Now, I do want to share a really cool study with you where they talk about the pelvic floor Um, those muscles being trained to help with things like urinary incontinence and fecal, which is poop, (laughs) incontinence, not only before you have your baby, but after you have your baby. And again, listen up because pelvic floor strengthening, pelvic floor therapy, um, diaphragmatic breathing, all of these things are important for every single woman that is pregnant, whether or not you're having trouble controlling your urine or your stool, this is going to be really important to you. Now, how I like to think about this and what I've been practicing during my pregnancy is ideally your diaphragm. Okay. Picture with me your diaphragm. This is that little divider that's right below your lungs. This is a major muscle that helps you breathe. And it moves a lot of the time involuntarily. You don't even have to think about it. Your diaphragm just moves throughout the day and allows you to breathe. Now, little babies, they breathe so easily with their stomach, right? When they breathe, you see their stomach rise and their stomach fall. But for some reason, as we get older, especially as women, we learn to suck in our stomach and hold it in so that we can look a certain way with a flat tummy. And we kind of lose that diaphragmatic breathing where our stomach really rises and falls with every breath. And we start to breathe more with our chest. So here we go right now. Let's do a breath. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you're doing this, I want you to place a hand on your chest and also a hand on your belly. And I want you to notice which one is moving more as you are taking deep breaths in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. Is your chest moving more, the the hand on your chest moving more, or is the hand on your belly moving more? Now, there's some really great benefits to doing diaphragmatic breathing and breathing with your belly, because ideally your diaphragm as it moves up and down as you breathe should be moving the same as your pelvic floor. They should both go up at the same time and they should both go down at the same time. Now I've been doing a lot of training and really focusing on that during my pregnancy. And in years past, Um, with my, after my third baby, I did do a program. Um, it was, 
mommy tummy fix was who I did it through. And that really helped to put my pelvic floor back together because it was a wreck. <laughs> this time I am using the Juna app to do pelvic floor training and also diaphragmatic breathing throughout my pregnancy with the high, high hopes that I will not have so many issues with my diet, with my pelvic floor being such a wreck after giving birth. And I really loved the Juna app for those purposes. If you would like to use the Juna app as well and have a daily practice where you can just pull it up and breathe along with the the app and also do the pelvic floor exercises, I do have a link and a discount code for you. I'll put that in the show notes because that is something that I am currently using for myself right now. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the science behind this. So I'm going to link a really good study for you in the show notes. And what they did is they had, um, this was a compilation of 38 trials. <laughs> so this involved 9,892 women from 20 countries. So they looked at pregnant women. They looked at women who had just delivered their baby within the last three months, some of these women reported that they had trouble controlling their urine, and some of them reported that they had trouble with feces. Some reported both, and some said they didn't have any problems at all. So what they were trying to assess with this study is whether doing pelvic floor exercises during pregnancy or after birth actually helped with incontinence, which again, that just means that you're not able to control if you are leaking urine or if you're having trouble with a bowel movement. So um, a little background about this study, more than one third of the women um, experienced um, unintentional <laughs> or involuntary loss of their urine in the second or third trimesters of pregnancy and about one third leaked urine in the first three months after giving birth, which by the way, if somebody tells you, oh, it's normal to just pee your pants after having a baby, <laughs> that is not normal. You could use some good pelvic floor exercises in your life if you are experiencing that. <laughs> so they also looked at um, these women, about a fourth of them or one quarter of them were having trouble um, with involuntary loss of passing gas and also with incontinence of being able to have a bowel movement. Um, not only late in pregnancy, but one fifth had these problems one year after giving birth. So they... Um, told all these women and helped them through pelvic floor exercises. And they um, did this, some of it, some of them did it during pregnancy, some of them after birth to help deal with these problems that they were experiencing. And if you don't know what pelvic floor exercises look like, you basically just contract your muscles, your pelvic floor muscles several times in a row. You do ideally do this more than once a day, several days a week, and you continue it forever if possible, just like you should exercise all the muscles in your body all the time, right? 
Um, so that's the same with this. Okay, so here's what they found. So the pregnant women who were leaking urine, who did these pelvic floor exercises, many of them reported less leakage late in pregnancy and even three to six months after giving childbirth. Now, they didn't have enough information to determine if these effects continued beyond the first year after baby's birth. But hey, less leaking late in pregnancy and even three to six months after giving childbirth, that is a win in my book. (laughs) So if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you could use some pelvic floor exercises in your life as well, chances are that you could. Because like I said, really all pregnant people can benefit from pelvic floor exercises. So again, in the study, they found that it can help um, reduce leakage. And they also found that there was no harmful effects of pelvic floor exercises. So what do you have to lose, right? (laughs) You really don't have much to lose. Again, these pelvic floor exercises really should be performed every day, um, at least several days a week. And if you can do them forever, that's best. But at a minimum, um, eight weeks is what this study found to be effective. So that is a study for you that kind of shows that, yes, doing pelvic floor exercises can help it help you so that you don't feel like you are having trouble with going number one or number two in late pregnancy or postpartum. Okay, are you ready for Anna's story now? Like I said, she is a friend who I have found through Instagram. She is so smart and so knowledgeable on this topic because she actually went through it herself and she found herself wondering, hey, how come I have never heard about this? Am I the only one dealing with this? Is this even a thing? And as she reached out, like she's going to explain, you'll find that she was not the only one dealing with this. And how true is that with so many different things when it comes to babies, when it comes to giving birth? So many, so so often I find that people think that they're the only one, that they're the only one dealing with something, that they're the only one going through this experience. When in reality, when you reach out and, and share your experience with others, you find that, hey, you are actually not the only one. And there are other people who may be dealing with this exact same thing. So here we go. I am going to now turn the time over to Anna. Hi there. My name is Anna Knob, also known as the Nurtured Bee. I'm a wife, a mother, and a teacher. In a weird way, all of them are why I'm here chatting with you today. There are a lot of faux pas topics when it comes to labor and delivery, but some are seemingly so obscure, it's quite difficult to find others in the same boat. In December of 2016, I married my husband, Ethan. To the surprise of absolutely nobody but Ethan and myself, we found ourselves expecting three months into marriage. We welcomed our beautiful first daughter in December of 2017. I wouldn't say I had a traumatic birth, but precipitous labor as a first-time mom is certainly dramatic. In general, my LND went well, as did postpartum. 
As mothers know, the first bowel movement after birth is nearly as precarious as birth itself. Between the insane amount of water I was drinking, breastfeeding, my daily cup of coffee, and stool softeners, postpartum, I was feeling great. Fast forward a few weeks. We went out of town to visit family. Like most people, I didn't quite drink as much as normal to avoid bathroom stops. You know, schedules get thrown off. Normally not an issue until I tried to use the bathroom. I knew I needed to go. I was pushing, nothing was happening. It was very, very uncomfortable. And I'm sure everybody wondered what the heck I was doing. After quite some time, I managed to finish and I chalked it up to a one-off issue from the craziness of traveling. Except it wasn't a one-off issue and I began to notice a serious pattern struggling to number two. (laughs) Some Googling that started out with vaginal prolapse led me down the road to what I now know as rectocele prolapse or vaginal hernia. Essentially, the muscle between the vagina and the colon is damaged. This can be minor and nearly unnoticeable all the way to a stage four prolapse, which is quite a nuisance. Just as a torso hernia can lead to intestines protruding, erectocele prolapse can lead to the colon protruding or pressing into the vagina. Yes, it is as lovely as it sounds. At the time, we were planning on more children and it didn't make sense to have it fixed. In July of 2020, we welcomed our second daughter and decidedly our last child. At that six-week appointment, my wonderful Mennonite midwife informed me I had zero muscle tone. None. Nothing. I asked her what that meant, and she said, Well, if you start experiencing any of these lovely symptoms, we could send you to pelvic floor therapy and go from there. By this time, I was following both Brie and Hehe from the Birth Lounge, where I learned about pelvic, pelvic floor therapy. For all of social media's faults, in a lot of ways, it's changed my life. Over two years into dealing with the prolapse, I had no idea I could get help. And Hehe posted about pelvic floor physical therapy, and I realized I could get help, among 10,000 other things. As you can imagine, this hasn't been a major topic of conversation the last four years. Being a teacher, I did a ridiculous amount of research before giving birth. Knowledge is power. I'd never even heard of this as a potential problem. Then, once I knew what I had, I spent three years in various mommy groups and not ever seeing a single post about it. It can be very isolating thinking you're literally the only one with this problem. Seriously. Who else is like, I can't poop. I mean, really. And being a teacher, I figured I couldn't really be the only one. There has got to be other moms in the same situation. So I wrote a blog post and I posted it in those mommy groups and I shared it on Instagram. And my inbox was magically flooded with women saying, oh, this is a thing? Me too. Hey, I dealt with this too. One of the most common threads, myself included, is OBs ignoring us and giving us the advice of drink more water and do more kegels. 
I called my wonderful birth center and asked if they had any pelvic floor physical therapist recommendations in the area. The therapist they referred me to happened to also work with a friend of mine, which is always a confidence booster. I'm now scheduled to begin pelvic floor physical therapy for muscle tone, and I'm in the process of figuring out when to have surgery to fix my stage four rectocele prolapse. Really, I'm here talking to you and sharing all of this wonderful information that most of you don't really need to know because there is somebody out there who doesn't know. There's somebody out there just like me who is struggling to go to the bathroom, who has no muscle tone, who is dealing with issues and doesn't know how. What is the next step? I'm very fortunate in that I've not had a lot of pain. I've had discomfort. I haven't had incontinence, but you know, it does affect things. If I don't have my cup of coffee in the morning and go to the bathroom when that caffeine kicks in, it's a problem. If I'm not on top of drinking my water, it's a problem. And I've been doing this for the last few years. There are women who have been living with this for decades because 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was no resources like this. And so I want to make sure as a mom and as a woman that there are our resources available and that moms know that they aren't alone. And so I am putting it all out there because this is something that we do need to know and it's something that we do need to be prepared for as a potential. And so that is my story of how I figured out that I had a rectocele prolapse. That is how, in a really funny way, Instagram kind of changed my life. If I would not have been on Instagram, if I would not have been following Brie and Hehe and the Birth Lounge, I would have never known that help was an option for me. And so I am super excited to start a physical therapy with Jen from Pelvic Foundations in the uh, Reading, Pennsylvania area, if anybody is interested. Uh, you can also find me and follow my journey at either thenurturedbee.com or you can find me on Instagram at thenurturedbee. If you have any questions, I would love to help you or answer them or direct you to somebody way more knowledgeable than myself who does. So thanks very much. Bye. So there you have it. Isn't she so, so great? I am so appreciative of her taking the time to record that podcast episode with all of her tips about her experience with um, going through this um, thing that is doesn't feel that common. But actually, if you even just do a Google search on erectile seal prolapse, you will find that it even says right there that this is a common problem. So Anna is so great. She used to be a teacher. She is now a stay-at-home mom. And I really love her her webpage because she really focuses on natural solutions. And you may have noticed as you're hanging out with me that I really love natural solutions as well. So if you want to go say hi to Anna, you can check her out at thenurturedbee.com. 
She has some really great um, posts there that you will love. And you can also say hi to her on Instagram at the nurtured bee. I'll link all that in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, as Anna was talking, I am having a really hard time staying hydrated, whether you're pregnant or postpartum or just any time in your life. (laughs) Did you know that just drinking plain water is not the most effective thing at keeping you hydrated? One thing that worked really well for Anna is she uses Redmond Relight in her water, and that helps her to stay on top of these things um, with staying hydrated. And she wanted to offer all of you a 15% off discount code for your Redmond purchase. You just use the code TNB as in the nurtured B TNB 15 to get you 15% off. I will put the link in the show notes and that is it. I hope that you are feeling so good and so confident. If you love this podcast episode, then Hey, share it with a friend, leave a review. Sharing is caring, right? I hope that you have such a great day. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. 